The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Thank you for listening to UFC Unfiltered. Matt and I are back together. We have a great uh, time talking to Coach Trevor Whitman. And, of course, Roxanne Modafferi calls in and geeks out with Matt. Yes. And I'm hoping I turned her on to a Star Wars classic. Chaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. You know, welcome to the uh, show. Yes. I gotta be honest. Yes. I get excited. I saw my stomach hanging over my belt this morning, and I wanted to throw myself off my balcony. Okay. Fucking Matt brings in the best snacks: cauliflower pretzels. Thank Where do you. you find this stuff? Thank you. My secret. I mean, wherever you find it, I want to <laughs> go place there. Across the street. Really yeah, you really do, right? Yeah, man. It's Matt it's finds healthy over. treats. I don't I know they're healthy, but they're healthier than what I would eat, which is regular pretzels. And uh, welcome back. I know Matt was at the fights. Uh, I was not at the fights. Yes, I was. And uh, did you have to pay for tickets? Well, you know, I don't like to brag about shit. I am a Hall of Famer. I had a blast. I'm not going to say what I was doing, but I was hanging out with the boss man, Dean Thomas also. You saw Dean. Yeah, I got to hang out with, uh, I had a great time, man. I, I ain't going to get into what we do because I like to keep it special for the show. But uh, for, Nina, Dana, for Dana Amanda? White looking for a fight, sure. you know, we shot a couple of those in the last month, so... It's exciting, man. I like to get back on the road with those guys. Yeah. And gals. today, And, that, and we had uh, Amanda Nunes, the champ champ, and uh, Nina Ansaroff hanging out with us. And we had, a, we had a blast. When are they getting married? I don't know, man. But I think I'm actually close enough with them now. I think this trip, because I kind of like road tripped them with them a little bit. This trip, I think, warrants uh, myself and Mrs. Sarah an invite to there. But you know I why? I don't want to impose. I don't oh, know. If that's probably true. That's probably true. But they yeah. can't invite you. Without inviting me because it'd be so awkward. It wouldn't be awkward though. It'd be so awkward well, next time they came on. You guys would all be discussing the wedding. Jimmy, I'd have to sit there. Jimmy, I think <laughs> that um, I think it'd be awkward. Well, it's like this. I think that if they were just doing the podcast and this and that, then then that would be awkward. But this, the, you know, how, like you bond with people. Like, sure, on a road trip. You know, yeah. You know? Uh, so like, I bonded well, I, with them kind of through because you have. So you bonded for us. No, not at all. But. Like let's say like you were going to like a like an Ozfest or some Absolutely. shit shitty fucking headband. Some amazing place to enjoy music. Yes. I'm only kidding, dude. We have different types of music sure. that we like. You like Ozzy Osbourne, and I like Post Malone's Sunflower. Yes. 
Okay, just you know, different strokes Absolutely. for uh, different folks. Sure, but the point is this. I had a blast. You've been invited to the wedding. No, I haven't been I hope invited. That, I'm saying I hope I'm I wrecking it. I think I will be invited. I hope Nina and Amanda are like, look, we don't, we like Jim. But we're not invited to the wedding, so maybe no. we shouldn't invite Matt either. So well, I'm actually ruining your invitation to the wedding. Probably. Yeah. Why don't we talk about the fights? Oh, we're oh. gonna talk to. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say we gotta get Roxanne on the phone. Quick. Yeah, Roxanne Montefiore is calling in. Fairy. I like her a lot. Trevor Whitman as well. Who does a and nice Trevor, job jumping oh, in on the UFC broadcast? Trevor, what about him? He does a nice uh, little, little, little bit uh, <laughs> jumping in and giving some. Uh, he usually just gives a quick hot it's take. So, He's there for a minute, in yeah. and out. Well, he talks a lot about the corner work. Too, yeah, exactly. Which I like that. I like that a lot because that's something that I do, like by myself or with Longo or somebody. I'm like, ah, that corner. Did you hear what they said? They said just go for it. Ah, they suck. I don't say like, but you know, I would never. It's like what you do with other comedians, Jimmy. You and you and uh, your. Buddy I steal Colin. from them. No. Oh, sorry. Is that what you're saying? Sorry. No, I'm saying like you and your buddy Bobby Kelly, you sit there and you watch people on stage. You're like, ah, heck. We, we don't even watch them. Hi, Roxanne. How are you? You're talking to Jim and Matt. What's up, Roxanne? Oh, fantastic. Good to talk to you. Well, nice to talk yeah, to you I'm as so well. Where are time. you today? I'm at Syndicate. Finally returning to training after my fight. Uh, you do? I'm sorry. I didn't hear you doing what? Uh, I'm finally returning to training after my fight. Oh, okay. Did you have an injury or do you typically just take a little time off? Yeah, I usually take a week off. Um, I try to do some gi jiu-jitsu, but I yes. don't do MMA for a week, just to, just in case. We get in the head, so it's always safer. I love that. What do you enjoy about the gi, Roxanne? Uh, man, I started in the gi, so I just I love the sport of jiu-jitsu. You know, I love judo. I love just I love it. <laughs> uh, no, I'm with you. I'm big on the gi now, and sometimes I think, so, and I have this so many. I can get into so many different reasons why, but I'm starting to think the reason why I like to roll with it a lot lately is because I'm just like over forty and it slows shit down. <laughs> to be honest with you, <laughs> hey, listen, uh, Happy Warrior. The last time I talked to you was about some Star Wars stuff because I know you're into some. Some she's into like the um. You're into like all the uh, like the a, comic. Books are you and, a geek, geek culture person? Absolutely. That's what Did I you see Game of Thrones last night? No, oh. man, I don't know. My friends tell me it's like really violent and I'm really sensitive to blood and guts and stuff, so I kind of haven't watched it. That is amazing sorry. considering <laughs> the profession you have chosen. <laughs> I know. Well, so wait, do you, sorry, Matt, to interrupt you, but when you're fighting, obviously blood can come off of your face or somebody else. Does it affect you there or is it only like in films? Well, their intestines aren't splurting everywhere, so there's a oh, big difference. That's true. <laughs> that's a good point. No, she truly is the happy warrior. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, you have that demeanor, like, right up into the cage, and where did that come from? i never seen you angry, Roxanne. No, actually, um, just before I fight, like, as the cage door is closing, I, I tell myself, like, I make a point to tell myself, all right, get ready for violence. You might have to hurt her. Just get ready for it. You're going to do it. Like, feel myself for it, you know? Um, I kind of flip the switch, so to speak. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just always try to stay positive and look on the bright side of everything when I'm outside of fighting. But then when it's fight time, you know, I, I tell myself it's, it's different. This is the fight. You know, you got you to gotta do it. You got to do what it takes. So you don't have to get yourself into a place where you dislike the person you're fighting or you have animosity or anger towards them. No. You know, as they say, like, for Jedi... Um, there's peace. There's no emotion when you fight. So I'm, I consider myself a Jedi. I take that very seriously, like especially in training. If I start, like, maybe they hit me too hard or something like that and I get mad, I 
breathe and I circle out and I wait until that feeling of anger dissipates before I continue training because I take the dead I think very seriously. I love that. Are you up to date with all the movies as far as uh, the Star Wars yes. movies? You saw The Last I Jedi? Am. Yes, I did. Thoughts? Um, I was kind of unhappy with, you know, how they killed Luke. <laughs> I, I cannot, I cannot. Oh, I didn't I see that. The way he acted? Just, no. Really? Yeah, go ahead. Well, the way he acted, too, um, just, it didn't seem very in character, and I know the actor himself yes. complained. I'm yes. sorry if I actually said a spoiler, I apologize. No, no, don't That's worry, okay. Jimmy. It was out five years ago. Jimmy breaks chops. Oh, but- is it five? I didn't know that. Actually, isn't there one coming out now called The Rise of Skywalker? Yes. Oh, okay, but that's him coming back? Nah, we don't know. They, I don't they, know. They throw yeah. that title out there just to get you all excited about what that means. Like, is Ray like, re- like- related? Good. I feel, sorry, I feel like Luke would never abandon everybody and go to an island, you know? You, you know who feels about the same way besides me is Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker. Right? You know, I'll tell you, I was very upset. And you've seen him doing interviews. He actually said it. He was, he had, uh, would, uh, was it Ryan Johnson, the guy who directed that? Yeah. He was like, that, look, yeah. he would never do, he said exactly what you said. And uh, it's a bummer. And I want to keep this a happy interview, but I was bummed. I thought he should have went out like a yeah. freaking, like, just like, just really gangster. Like, in other words, I wanted him to show up, get that. If you wanted to put him on an island, let him redeem himself. Get that, use the force, get the water out of that x-ray that's been sitting in that water for a, that x-ray fighter. What is it? X-ray? X-wing. I wouldn't know. X-ray, 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 X-ray fighter. Well, Roxanne knows what I'm talking X-wing? about. X-wing? X-wing. You saw that thing sitting in the water. Get that out of there. Fly to where they are. And yeah. really do some damage with all that power. Yeah. All that You're the most powerful Jedi Ever. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Pick up yeah, some of the, and just sure. go out that way. Forget about the M. Night Shyamalan uh, ending that nobody cares about. Anyway. Yeah, I agree. Oh, I'm all, totally with you there. And listen, just and before we get right back to some, some MMA action, uh, there's, a, <laughs> there's a new Disney app uh, coming out, and it's going to have a show called The Mandalorian on it. Have you heard about oh, that? Oh, man, that's right. I have. I can't wait for it. I, I love, I love, I love The it sounds amazing, so yeah. I just wanted to give you a What happens up. in that show where they all stand around and agree that Kylo Ren stinks? <laughs> Stupid bad guy with daddy issues. <laughs> he oh, does. he was awful. They really did do wrong by... Uh, just terrible. Yeah, I didn't like what they did, too. With, uh, Han just had trouble with his kid and he left. That's uh, really, right? I don't want to... And I like The Force Awakens. I thought that was a good one. Uh, if it wasn't for Jar Jar Binks, I'd hate the whole franchise. He's the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to Roxanne. By the way, the best thing Star Wars ever did was the Star Wars Christmas special. Did you see that, Roxanne? The <laughs> what? The Star Wars Christmas special. Have you seen that? I don't think I have. Good it, thing. It was like 1977. It was after the first one. And I think that no one knew oh. what it was going to become. And it was a TV special where they showed Chewbacca's home and his family, and they got Mark Hamill no. to do it. Oh, Go online after this. I'm going to okay. really destroy your love of Star Wars. Watch the <laughs> okay. Star Wars Christmas special and uh, on YouTube or whatever. I, I, I want to see if you can make it through it. You fought a great fight okay. against and, uh, Antonina, is that you say her name? Uh, Shevchenko, uh, mm-hmm. which I thought you deserved more than a split decision, but I mean, you did win the fight. That w- this special will be harder for you to get through than those three rounds. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it was brutal. But, but listen, Roxanne, you fought, you really fought awesome you know and i it, going yeah. into that fight you know she's you know uh and is very you know she's very dangerous undefeated and it, undefeated and it has to it has to i don't know if it would weigh on you about her being the sister of the champ i mean so it's like 
you know, what, what was your thoughts going in, you know, when you first got matched up with her? Um, my thoughts were, I mean, I, I like fighting strikers because I know that I can take them down and do my jujitsu on them. Yes. <laughs> so I was happy about that. And then they kept hyping her sister a lot and I was watching interviews and it was mostly Valentina talking and showing like her training. And I'm like, are they, why don't they talk more about Antonina? You know, I, I thought that they're really using her sister a lot instead of giving Antonina so much credit, but you know. John Wood, my coach, and I watched videos of Antonina and saw that her clinch was really dangerous, her kicks and knees and all that. So I, man, for like two months, I just drilled, taking down the southpaw. You know, um, I think my striking has improved, but I'm not so naive to think like, oh, I'm a striker now. I'm going to be a striker. Like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> that's, that's very smart um, of you because some people with new uh, tools, they get carried away. They like yeah. knocking people out. And next thing you know, they're yeah. uh, you know trying to knock out Chris Lytle when they're a grappler. I'm only kidding. That was me. But <laughs> I lost right. that one. No, but you get well, carried you away know, with knocking actor, people out. So Go ahead. I do want to show that I've grown over time. You know, I do want to show that I'm not just a grappler. You know, I, I can land stuff, and I'm decently accurate. You know, so I use my strike and get in and did get the takedown and was able to do my thing. You know, you know who should really take a page out of your book is the dude who fought Greg Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> now listen, that's a perfect example. That guy was great. He charged him across the cage, and, and I liked, awesome. and he did it while well, he was like looking for his contacts or some shit because he was looking right at the floor and he had his arms <laughs> out. It was so brutal. It was. It looks like the amateur hour. I know Dana was very upset about that fight, and I would like to see the nine guys that guy beef because that was. There's one thing with the UFC jitters, but that looked like a guy that was that his first UFC fight. <laughs> yeah, first, and I'd say last. Let's see. Uh, I, I has think, to be. I think no. I think he actually had a couple of fights that he lost. He left for maybe a fight or two, and then that oh, was okay. his first one back. So he. Oh. But okay, but still pressure. Well, on he looked scared. I think he was pressure nervous. I don't know. I saw that fight. At, not that actually didn't see the fight, but I heard you know the commentary, and I thought, man, um, I don't really know Greg Hardy that well, but I don't. I wonder how he feels having his opponent dissed so much because I was reading the forums and people were like dissing Antonina, like, oh, she got beaten by Roxanne, she must suck, like. Hey, that's not <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so no. I don't know. I, I feel bad about anybody getting just like it's just me. Yeah, you don't. You don't want to see like because even because if you're Greg Hardy and you win the fight, but everybody's bad mouthing your opponent. I thought when he was on the ground, he seemed like he was content to just cover up and have it stop. But again, I, I won't question a guy's a courage or a woman's courage who fights because I, I mean, again, I've never had the balls to do it. But I mean, it just seemed like in that world, he should have probably done a little bit more to extend. It looked like he just yeah. kind of covered up uh, and, and took it. Maybe maybe he got hurt a little earlier and we just didn't realize how badly maybe. he was hurt. I don't know. I don't know. Did you think the, the, the decision... Oh, I'm sorry, Roxanne. The decision uh, over uh, Antonina, did you think that it was a split decision? How, how did you feel when they when it became uh, a split decision? I thought I had dominantly won the fight. Um, I didn't feel in danger at all. You know, I didn't feel like any of her punches rocked me. And I thought that I, you know, dominated the positions and all. Um so I was like starting to freak out when I heard them start reading out the judges' scores. I'm like, oh man, am I going to lose this because I'm in Russia? <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, then I rewatched the fight, and you know, the kicks like kind of breathed by my nose. Like it didn't really hit me, but it kind of looked like it could have. And I thought, like, all right, it looks, it looks competitive. So. So you weren't um, as upset about it once you watched the fight. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it looked like a good fight, but I still think I should have gotten the unanimous. But hey, I won, so that's. I'm happy. I, I agree with you. Now, was that your first time in Russia? It was. What did you do there? Did you do anything? Did you go out and, 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 and see St. Petersburg at all, like after the fight? Uh, I allowed myself three hours of sightseeing, you know, before the fight on media day. 
because in the past I had made a mistake. I went, I fought in London and I went sightseeing for like two days. I walked everywhere and it was great, but I was so tired for the fight. So I got, I was like fell asleep before the fight. So I didn't want to do that again. So with Mike Pyle, we went around, walked around, saw the Kazan Cathedral and a few other things. And then we went back and did business, took care of business. Now, tell me about, now you've been working a lot with Mike Pyle, UFC veteran, and an old friend of mine. You've been working a lot. He retired, right? Did he stop fighting or no? Yeah, he retired, but man, he had a, a, yeah, a long career. You've right. been working with jiu-jitsu with him, is that right? Absolutely. I asked him for some private sessions, and he's really helped me improve my grappling game. He, you know, that guy, you know he fought Quentin Jackson like 20 years, 25 years ago? Yeah. yeah he fought, no, seriously, yeah. he fought him ages ago. Yep, yep, he told me. Yeah. Hey, are you, now you, uh... Now you obviously want to fight Cyborg next. Is that, is that who you have uh, on your radar next? Heck <laughs> no! <laughs> I wanted to say something funny. So I wish like I succeeded. Yes, at least hey, at least you replied. That was a great call out. I mean, you know, I mean, why not? Yeah, I can't see. I can't see you like trash talking people, Roxanne. <laughs> Could you I'm trying. That? I'm trying to like sell the fight. You know, like I want to be interesting. You know, do something. I don't know. <laughs> hey, you started, uh, I guess it was what, in 2003, and you were over in, in Japan. Were you in school in Japan? I was. Yep. What were you, what were you I, taking? Uh, I majored in Japanese language and linguistics. What an interesting major. What, like, what in life made you want to do that? That's such like a, a random thing. Did, was there, did you just like Japanese culture? Did you date a Japanese guy? Like, what was it that made you want to do that? Um, I've, I've always wanted to be bilingual. I thought that's the coolest thing in the world. And then I started watching Japanese anime uh, and I loved their, you know, fighting spirit and that culture. So I thought, Oh, do Japanese. It'll be great. <laughs> Not knowing it's going to be a hard language to learn. And I really, really hard to get fluent, you know, but, uh, that was the cause. How'd you do in it? You know, really good. Um, I achieved a decent level of fluency, but not enough to like go get a UN job or like one of those high paying jobs. So I ended up moving to Japan to teach English, hoping oh. to get more fluent. And it didn't quite work out the way I wanted to. Like I had a you know great time there. I just didn't get like the translation job that I really wanted. Did you ever eat at that place? What's it called? Jiro? Is that Jiro or Jiro? I don't know how to say his name. Is it the best sushi in the world? Hero dreams of sushi, right? Not Hero, is it? Yeah, I think. Oh, I'm not sure. I thought it was Jiro. You don't know who he is? Nope. Right. Oh, Jiro, maybe, yeah. Yeah, Jiro. So you never ate there? Familiar. I just wanted to ask a stupid question and ruin the entire <laughs> you interview. fucking threw me right off. Well, no, there's a documentary with the best sushi chef in the world. He's like in, a, in a subway station <laughs> in Japan. So she loves Japanese culture and the language. Oh, so maybe she had gone there. I heard. Well, back to anime. Yeah. I like to talk about anime. What if you had to, um, to tell me, all right, Matt, this is the, if you want to get into anime, watch this. Is there anything you'd point out to me? Um, well, my three favorite anime are really long. So, like, Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, and Naruto are my favorite and most inspiring anime. But recently, the the hot one is um, My My Hero Academia. Now, My Hero Academia is about um, a world where everybody has some kind of weird quirk or, like, mutation or superpower. And some use their power for evil, but some want to use it for good. So they have to go to school to learn how to be superheroes. So it's, like, cool, like, as if, you know, you're trained to be a fighter and go fight crime. It's about this kid's adventure, learning how to use the superpowers, and it's really inspiring, and it makes you want to power up and be awesome. What's a mundane power that what some of them have? Because they all have different powers. There have to be some that are just average. <laughs> like, he's this guy's great uh, at walking a straight line. Like, that's a, just a <laughs> shitty superpower. Uh, let's see. One girl can make things float by touching them and then holding her breath, and then when she ex- exhales, it falls down. That's pretty awesome. That's a great power. 
the worst power ever. Why to hold your breath and make it float and then just get out of there? <laughs> right, exactly. To watch him fall. Um, Wait, that's her second one, guy, one. Wait, go ahead. One guy can electrocute stuff. One guy can harden his hands to be like as hard as stone. No, I like that. Do any of them have the same power? Like, is there a whole group that hardens their hands, or is everyone's power different? Oh, it's genetic. Like, it's like it's like so. Like, their mom like and dad stuff. would have the same thing. Oh, okay. Now, is it in Japanese <laughs> or is it in, dubbed in English? Uh, I think it's on Hulu. If it's, if there's subtitles. I think it might be dubbed as well. Uh, she had one more for us too. That was two. You said. Is there any other one? What did you say? Is there? Uh, you said two so love, far. Oh, uh, My Hero Academia Naruto is always good. Oh, what was that? It's a ninja anime. Oh, ninja anime. Listen, did you ever watch Cowboy Bebop? Yes. (laughs) How is that? Somebody recommended that. Um, Yeah, it's really good. Most people like it. I wasn't so enthusiastic about it, but I don't like guns, so it makes sense. (laughs) You said the ones you liked are unusually long. How how long? And are these movies or is it a series? It's a series. What what is unusually long? How long is that? uh, I think One Piece has 500 episodes. What? Ahead, Jimmy, so I've been started. watching it since college. College, I started watching it, and I'm still watching it. Well, oh, so is it still going, or are they all? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's still. It's like uh, it's. You a... know what? I'm not sure. I think it might still be going. Wow, five. Have you seen them all from the beginning? Yes, but I'm behind a little bit. I'm like a few years behind. Oh my! <laughs> I binge watch, so I'm letting it catch up. But... Jimmy thought Walking Dead was going too long. This is ridiculous. But with anime, you can do anything, though. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I'll give it a shot. Uh, now, now that I'm going to watch one episode of that, and you have to promise okay. to watch the Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> okay, I promise. Yeah, it, I hope it doesn't kill your love for Star Wars. Yeah. No, it's okay. Hey, I watched like the droids one. That oh, was, like, oh, the droids, oh. the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, they're cute. Those things. Now, do you... no, 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 not the cartoon. There was like a live action one, like oh. in the '80s or something. Droids. The live Something, action. I, forget what it's called. I thought it was a cartoon, but now I'm going to look. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. What do you got, Jimmy? Uh, well, I wanna, do you pay a lot of attention to the rankings? There's not too many names ahead of you. Uh, a couple of them are without opponents. It looks like Yoani and Jacek doesn't have anybody, or uh, and, and she might be going back to Strawberry. But uh, Liz Carmouche, do you have any thoughts? Man, I'll fight whoever. You know, I'm trying to let my coach match me up. You know, I'll, I'm just like, hey, give me anybody. Um, Really, I just want to keep winning my fights, um, go for another title run if possible. You know, Liz or Alexis or, you know, I think one of those girls are above me. So whoever, really. Yeah, what do you think you need to do to get, because uh, we have, have you here t- tied with, uh, I guess, oh, the number six is out. Okay, with, uh, I thought you were in Joanne uh, Caldwell retired, but you're not. There's mm-hmm. just no six listed here. What do you think you have to do to get into title contention? Um, I think I need to do something outstanding and be noticed and whether that be, you know, have a flashy fight or smack talk somebody or I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> you tell me and I'll do it. <laughs> Except take off my shirt. I won't do that. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I'm just not in good shape. So you uh, you think that maybe if you kind of, if you win one fight in spectacular fashion and then call somebody out, um, you, that might be the key. Maybe. Because it doesn't. You, you think so? I don't know. You know, calling people out. There's different schools of thought on it. I mean, it is a business, and they do want to sell the fights. And like when you look at like 
uh, uh, Colby Covington against Kamara Usman. The reason that that's such a, an interesting fight is they're both great fighters, but you know they don't like each other and there's been animosity. Where now people want to see Leon Edwards against uh, Jorge Masvidal because they had some uh, you know matches because there's so many fighters in so many divisions. It seems like, not that it's got to be fake, but if there's a little back and forth, at least people have some kind of an investment in seeing it, it, it right. brought to fruition, if that makes yeah. sense. But having saying that, having said that, though, she's the happy warrior. Yeah. I, she's too likable. Roxanne, you're, the, the problem is you're too likable. So I, I can't picture <laughs> you saying anything bad about anybody and anybody taking it serious. But what I can say is that you keep doing what you did last fight and they cannot deny you. You know. Okay. They cannot deny I will you. Do my you know, yes. Call them out happily. Why did you do that? Oh, Call okay. out someone. Like, Jimmy. How, Liz Carmouche, like, say, I would love to hug her after I choke her. You know, do that. It's not bad. Call them out happily. That's actually not bad. I would love to what? what, what Give her a hug that? after I choke her. Or I'd, I'd love to submit Joanna oh, and then and then help her get up. That's not bad. <laughs> you know what? That's a good one. I'll, I'll take notes on that. Yeah, call them out nicely. That's all. It doesn't have to be nasty. I take it back. That's right. Listen to Jimmy. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, that's listen, well, well, it was really nice talking to you, Roxanne. I think this is the first time we've spoken to you. We appreciate you coming on. Yeah, Roxanne. I'm stoked to have been on your show. Thanks for inviting me. All right, good. And we look forward to a follow-up where we have a full review of the Star Wars <laughs> Christmas special. <laughs> Let us know how you like it. <laughs> Excellent. Thank All right. you. All right, Roxanne, take care. Take care, Roxanne. Bye. Bye. She's so nice. It's weird, like, because she's obviously such a huge Star Wars fan. I'm amazed yeah, that people... I love it. Well, I heard young, George Lucas... Young, though, man. George Lucas, no, 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 but I mean, yeah. it, it, it was yanked. He tried to scrub the internet of that. He's so embarrassed by it. Wow. B. Arthur is in it. It's fucking it's so Have you seen no it? Sense. No, I, I mean, I've, you've it, talked about it, so I've seen the clip. It opens up, it, and it's, it's Chewbacca's family. Know. It's the worst yeah. thing ever filmed. Uh, you know what? Uh, they, um, what? It's hey, the worst uh, thing ever filmed. But by the way, for the record, they, she, they, Roxanne and uh, Jojo Calderwood are... Tied. They're oh, that was correct. I thought yeah. the six was missing. No, okay. no. I, I, I'm I take so the six stupid. out. It's because they're tied. I, no, I, I, but then I, you know, I saw like, is there really two ties in that division? There are, yes. Lauren Murphy and uh, Jennifer Maya are, are also tied. Correct. At, at they're seven number eight. Or eight. You tried. never saw the Ewok adventure, did you? Oh, well, how could I miss did it? Did you see it? No. No, I hated the Ewok. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Bunch of dolls They're running around. They're singing when they win. Ah, look at, look at, look at, look at. They stink. Uh, okay. I like. Did you see Game of Thrones? Yes, I did. How great is it? Right, wow. Well, for did people that it? haven't seen did it, did you just, see it? Just whatever. Skip a couple of minutes. Of no, no, I'm no, not going to go over yes, every no. detail. I watched. It? I've been I watching it, it yeah. live this year. I got to say, last night's episode, this week, the battle yeah, against the Dead Army, is one of the best episodes I've ever seen of anything. However, they shot it too dark. Yeah. And everyone's TV looked like it was fucked up. Well, yeah, well, it gets a little confusing sometimes. It does. You know, the dragons are flying. What are they bumping I, into each other? So is there another cool dragon? It, though, man. What? Like, I mean, I don't want to give it away. People might not have seen it, but like just certain things with the, the Thraki and the flaming swords also disappeared. I love that. It was so cool, Yeah, it's very cool. Some of what they were saying, by the way, like it, maybe they shot it fine, but then once it goes on to like the on-demand stuff, like they downgrade the quality a little bit. So it Whatever they do, it, yeah, was it was annoying. Tough. I didn't like it. It was pixelated. Yeah. I'm trying to watch dragons fucking fight. I got yeah, pixelation. I'm like, what's happening? Yeah, yeah, but some of that shit in the sky was like almost like a like a portrait. But it didn't look good because it wasn't the way it might have been during the transfer. It was getting like blotchy, like yeah. almost like when you um, 
put something in portrait mode and it kind of fades out the back. I just was like, what the fuck are they doing? Concentrate yeah. on that. And I concentrate on all the cool shit. But I couldn't see the cool shit. Well, I was watching. It's almost like I want to see cool shit. See, if you're watching a boxing match and it's pixelating, you're, yeah. you're watching a great fight, but it's pixelating. I love the episode. I liked the episode so much, and it was so much fun. And, uh, you know, where do they go from here? I have a feeling the next episode, and I hate when shows do this, is going to be a table setting for the final two-part. That's my guess. Ooh. It's going to be boring. Okay. I have a feeling the next one is just going to be like, you know, we have to band together. We have to fight. I'm sick of that shit. Yeah, it does feel like the rest of the season, I mean, without giving anything away, it does feel like there's going to be a lot more, like less battle, more like political game. You know I don't I mean? even mind that. If, no, but I don't just mind don't it make either. it boring. I don't need yeah. to see another wedding. I don't give a fuck if this one marries that one or if that one, you know. I'm your king. Shut up. <laughs> I just like to, you know, have some a good time watching it. Me too. I loved it. Yeah, I did too, Jimmy. Let's talk about. We got. Did we go over our picks? No, we could down? Did you do your pick? Now my picks. I did get my. Pick. I gave him yes. the picks on the way to the. Arena. I had a horrendous. You know that I was on the way to the. Way to the I arena. know. I was like, I, I didn't want to bother you because I figured you were out shooting. I texted you a couple of times. I and got I was like, oh, Look I was, at this son of a bitch. I was on the plane. I was on the plane. Yeah, not to be that guy. But. You got. You got it in right on time. I was. Um, I'm bummed about one of my picks. Because okay. yeah. I know where I wanted to go with my heart. Uh, well, I went with my heart, and I also believed in Mike Perry. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah I'm sure. I love Mike Perry. We had I a great switched, interview I with him. I switched on the show because of the way he was sounding. He, he sounded, sounded amazing. But it was almost, I almost brought this up to Roxanne when we were just talking to her. Um, when, I, when it's a striker against a guy who's so good on the ground or a woman who's so good on the ground, I'll almost always go with the absolute dominant fighter on the ground because right. for me it's just too hard it, like it, it, to prevent somebody from closing the distance and getting a hold of you once. Do you understand uh, what I mean? I'm going to, uh, only because I know I'm going to use it because it actually sums it up perfectly. I was watching I was watching the fight with Dana and uh, you know Jimmy, right up at the cage side monitor, you know. Sure, they didn't have a seat for you. Decent, you TV, maybe, decent yeah. seats. Decent yeah. seats, you know. So I'm talking to him and when the fight was over he goes, uh, he goes, you know, he, he, he fought very mature yeah, tonight. Yeah, he did. And that's about as, as that, that, that sums it up. He fought not just like a barbarian. He was savage, but he was, yet he was smart. Like, in other words, he didn't just go nuts when he, when he, when he felt he had him in trouble. He was being measured, um, a little reserved when he had to. He was stalking him. Yeah. Uh, when it looked like he was going to be in trouble off a takedown, off a uh, when, he, when uh, a cowboy was looking to take his back up against the cage, he played it smart. He got his yeah. back in the cage. He escaped, and he was he was just he fought like a, his, his. You could tell that his fight IQ from what he's been through sure. got higher, uh, hired and uh, higher, higher, and he's fighting like that. He's and cowboy fighting. looked great too. Cowboy, that was Olivera cool. looked Dude, really was a, good. He didn't first look of bad. All, no, what a fun fight to yeah. watch. It was wild, man. And he has a good shin, too, because, I mean, I remember Cowboy was landing on him, like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. And then I, I believe it came down to that third round, and, uh, man, he had him pinned up. He had him. He did some good work on the floor, on the floor, yeah. where people were worried about him. Perry did exactly. I mean, if you listen to the interview we did with him last week, he did exactly what he said he was going to yeah. do. Really defend the takedowns and, and take his time, pick his spots, and he did it throughout the fight. He was I playing. was listening to some of the interview yeah. with Mike Perry uh, on here the other day, and... I liked what he said as far as he didn't feel like himself. Some people think the grass is always greener as far as with these big camps. And I'm not shitting on anybody because sure. all these camps are great. But 
it really is about chemistry. It really is about what's best for you. So just because this place might have, you know, this guy, that guy, and the other, doesn't always mean it's the best fit for you. He's, I, I remember him saying that he felt it was more of uh, Cowboy Cerrone versus Jackson Wink. And he felt like he was just like a... Yeah. He didn't feel like... He, he didn't want to even be part of that. And he, and it, I don't know. And he said it didn't feel like him. And then when you seen... Well, I mean, I seen Chloe, first of all. And uh, Dana, I think, tried to take a video of it. It was so fucking great. When, they, uh, when, when Perry walked in... Oh, hold on. I knocked my shit out. Oh. When Perry walked into the cage, right? And now uh, he's waiting for Cowboy to come out. And... Uh, Cowboy mm-hmm. Oliveira is dancing and it's got that music on. So then you see him, and now Perry. They, they even they didn't show it. I'm, I'm sure on the on the show, on the on the on the uh, on the on the pay per view, the TV. He was dancing in the cage to it. Like he was dancing to the cage to it. And then you look to the left, and it's Cowboy getting changed, like getting his clothes off. He's dancing, and I, it was like a fucking dance off. It was it was. It was so entertaining. Dana actually got a good video. He put like, this fight was entertaining before it even started. Oh, dude. I'm oh, in. I'm... Keep it up. I didn't yeah, see it. it. Oh, it was great. It was so great. And then he got the tail end of it because I was with him. I'm like, look at this. I go, this is, <laughs> I go, this is fantastic. I'll tell you. Well, this is what I'll tell you about this Mike Perry. And I'm so happy that he's fighting as smart as he is. He's an entertaining dude. Look at this. This was going on, but like, he, but he was. I caught the end of the dance. Yeah, just oh, bit. but he was going off. He was, he was going off. And uh, mm-hmm. see now you got him just being more pumped up, but the whole time he was dancing, it was that that's the end of it. The whole time he was and he was he was he's got some good moves. Yeah, it was fun. Oh, did you got? Oh, I guess you saw with uh, what's Eon with Glover? Uh, yeah. Eon Kutela. Where do you want to start from? Because I can go. Well, whatever. We're talking. I mean, we're talking about the Mike Perry uh, cowboy fight. We could go over the picks. By the way, Perry said he had a horrendous weight cut. I mean, he was kind of talking about it when we talked to him, and he just said it was a horrible weight cut. Really? He still looked great. He looked Picked great. Cowboy up, threw him on his head. Like, I mean, he didn't oh, gas man. him, and he looked great. Is he, do you think, now, is he a guy who should move up at all? Has he had other weight cuts that were hard for him? I think he, I think it's not the easiest thing for him normally, but, I mean, he's a, he's a 170. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's where he looks. Going up to like 185 would be a big. Yeah. Um, well, so anyway, so this fight, so Jimmy, you've already lamented that you had Cowboy Oliveira by second round submission. Yeah, because I wanted Mike, because I like Mike a lot, so yeah. I was happy I was happy to be wrong. Yeah, which you did say on the show. Uh, and then me and Matt uh, both had K- uh, Perry by second round knockout, which he came close to doing maybe, yeah. but uh, he ended up getting the the unanimous decision. How much fun is Oliveira to watch, though? He's he just does everything. No, this He's fight was this fight was like a uh, like a like a fucking superhero fight. Yeah, man. fight it of the was night. so cool. Yeah, great. Fight. I, and I like I like characters, man. They're both characters, and they're and the, they're both super entertaining, both dangerous, and uh, a lot. I could see why a lot of people thought Mike Perry was outgunned, and I think if he fought similar to some other fights he fought, he might have been outgunned. This was a new and improved Mike Perry. Sure, it was very happy for him, and uh. Cowboys stock doesn't go down fun as not well. at all. No, and you need that. I think. I think to win a a title, you have to be able to. Because again, I, I give a ground fighter standing up a better shot than a striker on the ground. Right. I, I don't know why. It's just there's just no, too many ways, sense. too many mistakes. You oh, like yeah. uh, standing up. You know, just don't get hit. Duck. You know, all, <laughs> it's easy to say, but you kind of know. But on the ground, there's so many fucking mistakes you see yeah. people make. That that no, one game and choked. A hundred percent. Well, let me ask you guys uh, quick. Who gave up, Chris? Sorry, who who gave up the? Uh, oh, Iwan uh, Kutalaba gave up the fucking uh, gave oh, up yeah. the uh, gave up the uh, the back and the neck trying to get up. To who? Glover to, 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 to Glover. Yeah, Glover went yeah. through him 
quick when yeah. it got to the ground. I, I was just going to ask about Cowboy Oliveira. Do you feel like he, his biggest problem is that he has a hard, it seems like he has a hard time sticking to a game plan. Like he goes out first round, kind of sticks to it. And then he's, he's just a wild guy and he just kind of goes well, in there. I think he, listen, I think he, he views he's, from, well, he's knocked guys out. He's and he's also very dangerous with the submissions. So he's yeah. a well-rounded guy. He might be one of those guys just, so, you know, take it where, where, where it goes. Where it goes. Right. Exactly. You but know? yeah, Glover, by the way, that's one of them, the fucking most beautiful chokes I've ever seen. That was just looked devastating. It was more beautiful than the one he did right after the fight. Did you see that? No. You didn't see what I sent you? What'd you send me? Yeah, he texted us. Send me a Glover. Uh, uh, well, whatever. You can show him the, the picture. Well, anyway, so we're bouncing around a little bit, but we can go to the Glover uh, Iwan Kute Laba fight. Jimmy, you had uh, Kute Laba by second round knockout. I also had that. And Matt Serra, right on the nose, Glover Teixeira, second round submission what about that choke wow he's choking matt he's a big guy <laughs> so i'm talking today and afterwards all of a sudden i felt a sweaty arm come around my neck it was glover that's so funny he's such a nice dude yeah i know him a while and i was really happy for him and if you've seen before the fight when uh eon Iwan, Iwan, when Iwan walked right i mean and it's funny because i was sitting with dana and he goes he goes man where's the where's the commission for that where's the uh you know like the the was the red coats? What do you go? The jackets, the fucking the security, the uh, like where the fuck are they for that? Where's the commission for that? For what? Like, he walked right up into his face and he did the fucking nut neck slice thing, but he was almost nose to nose with. Wait, him. he did it to Dana? No, fucking oh, no, like oh. in the cage. He did it to his, he did oh, it to, okay, he did it to Dana. I don't know. No, that's what I thought you were talking. I'm like, what do you? So he walked up to what <laughs> yeah, he, to, to Glover in oh, the cage? They didn't show that on the thing. Maybe they did. I just didn't catch it. Oh, oh yeah, fuck. I actually I, I didn't watch it like straight through like Dude, a movie, so I might He walked right when they were announcing him. So they announced uh uh, his name, <laughs> Kute Lava, yeah. Oh. yeah, Eon, and he walked up. Eon? He walked Eon. up to Glover. Eon. Okay, he walked right up into his face and did the old throat cut. Uh, so that made it even. worse. I never like when they do stuff. Like I don't like when they enjoy Bruce Buffer's announcement. I don't like. I love Junior. Bruce I don't Buff- like when he walks and he points at the ground. Oh yeah, Junior. Junior's. It's funny. He's like very theatrical for a guy that's like you know, such uh, an amazing boxer. Yeah. yeah. I don't necessarily uh, like. I don't like Jacare's. Fucking, I don't like the alligator clap. <laughs> well, I don't even like Charles Oliveira dancing on the way in. I like it all. Uh, Alex Oliveira, sorry. Uh, I, don't, I don't like him, him I dancing. Like it. I like it. You like Johnny Walker? You like when he does his No, I don't. And he got hurt. Yeah. But I, I love him. I don't mind it. I don't I mind know. I, I'm probably just being a dick. Yeah, I'm probably just a dick. You know? I don't know why I don't You're like it. You're not a dick. But I'll tell you, man, Glover took a bad spinning back fist, man. Oh, yeah. Clean. And it was yeah. clean. And, that, and I'll tell you, he was... It was a tough first round, but damn, what a beautiful second round, man. Yeah. I love jujitsu. When he got that takedown, I was going nuts, man. I was going fucking insane. Do you think he accidentally, get, like, do you think that there was actually, like, he, he was on top of him and uh, he had him you know, in full mount? Do you think he made a mistake that left the other guy, uh, or do you think he gave him a little room on purpose? To do what now? To, to turn around and give up his back and try to stand up. No, I think that, that, uh, Iwan. He, you know, he gave up his back. No, no, but he didn't you, want to get punched in the face. Do you think that Glover gave him a little bit of room to turn over? Yeah. Oh, sure. I mean, that, that's uh, you know, that's just yeah, he was in full. He wants to give him his yeah. He, yeah. He, it was such such control, and uh, that's a nice thing to do, man. He tried to nice back out to underneath him too, didn't he? Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, he, he and it he didn't got, work. Yeah, he got it on him. Yeah, fast he, he was mount, he, I know he got mounted, and then it was uh, you know. Downhill, real fast. So, uh, you know, congrats to Glover, man. The dude's 39 years old. Performance of the night. Gets an extra 50K. That's great, man. That is great. 
I picked that one wrong. I know we're going opposite, but uh, yeah, no, you oh, you, well, yeah, you had Glover correct, second round submission. Then we might as well go to the top of the card, then or the whatever the first Roosevelt fight. Roberts yeah. against Tom- Thomas Gifford has an incredible chin, yeah. I mean, he took a lot of shots. Yeah, who I picked Gifford with that, didn't I? You did. You had Gifford by second round sub. Uh, Jimmy, you had Roosevelt by second round sub, and I had Roosevelt Roberts by decision, which is what well, it ended up being. Roosevelt Roberts does have a fucking superhero's name. He's, yeah, he's fun yes. to watch. Yeah, I mean, that was a great fight, and that was Thomas Gifford's uh, debut, so yeah. he looked really good. Yeah. We made a great showing. Oh, he was good. Um, then this one, this was a great fight also. Uh, very impressive. Corey Sandhagen and uh, John Lineker. Fun fight, man. Lineker, such, Lineker misses a lot because to, to, he's trying to close distance. Yeah. But, man, he fucking, he throws a knockout punch every punch Ooh. he throws. Some of the, the body. Some oh. of those that he hit up top landed exactly like Corey had a, he put his hand right on his like chin. And some of those that came up hit him right on his hand. Like, it's a good thing he he had a very good defense. He had a really good range, Corey. And, yeah. And uh, more aggressive than I thought. And I, I thought maybe he'd be more on his heels and... He was all over the place, but it was it, he was very accurate. Good fight, man. Really good fight. Yeah, it was a good fight. Congrats to Corey Sanhagen. Yeah, that's a big win for him. Big um, win. You nice guys, kid. You guys both had Lineker by decision, uh, and I had Sanhagen by first round knockout. I actually thought he was going to go. I thought he was going to be very aggressive, which I know it's like kind of a, a bold pick because he's never been finished. But yeah. I thought he was going to do kind of what he did. I mean, Lineker's just uh, a real tough. Wasn't guy he unranked hit, too? And Lineker's like number eight. Yeah. Uh, was number eight. Yeah, I can check. I I closed the rankings, but um, yeah, Sanhagen was not ranked. I'm pretty sure, and then uh, Lineker is in the top ten, definitely. But um, hold on, let me see. Actually, we should also bring up Jim Miller's performance. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, no, that was the other uh, performance of the night. Uh, Lineker was number eight. Yeah, and then Corey wasn't ranked, but you got to figure he'll be in the top ten. Sure. You know, when the new rankings come out. Um, Jim Miller, really quick. You yeah, should, sure. Should mention that Jim Miller performance of the night. Defeating Jason Gonzalez by uh, rear naked choke yeah. round one. Yep. You know, I did not see it because I was on the way over there. So play it. No, no, let me see. The, <laughs> how's the ending, man? Oh, we want to hear something great, Jimmy. So I got to the airport, right? And uh, I realized, I'm like, you know, you feel like you forgot something. You know, Jimmy? Yeah. You, know, you got that feeling. Sure. You, you're usually right when you have that feeling. Yeah. I forgot to wear a condom. Jimmy. <laughs> um, so I forgot my iPad. Oh, no. Where? In the hotel? Yeah. So it's kind of disturbing. Because, so what would you do? Uh, I left, and, and the, my my wife called when I was on the plane and this and that, and she got them to send it over. They have to take a credit card. But you know what really sucks? They have to take the um, – <laughs> they ask for the like, – this is the reason why I forgot it because it's usually in the bed with me. You know, like I watch shows going sure. to sleep. I, I do other things before I go to sleep. I was going to say shows and quotes. You know, yeah. exactly. So that's what was going down with me, you know? And uh, so, uh, so Jimmy, yeah, it was in my bed. And the problem is when they, my wife said, oh, they asked for the code. So Why I, the code? Because to make sure it's really my iPad type of thing, like the pad, they open it up type of thing. Can't they just say what picture's on the front? Yeah. I would never have given my code. I'd be like, just hold it. I'll fly back. <laughs> Yeah, I know, Jimmy. I just hope they don't look in my history. Here's the end of the uh, the Jim Miller they fight. Like, this is with like 3.30 like just... left in the first round. Oh, shit. I love Jim Miller, man. It's I do, too. To see him win. All right. Jimmy's got his back. They're both standing. Oh, he's going for the Henzo. Is he going to straight? Oh, no, he doesn't want to put that hook in. Oh, he's looking for the Henzo. Is he going to do it? 
Is he going to kick off? Is he going to go? If he Just straight, hold on to that guy's hold on to the king, no? That, that, oh. Not bad. Look at Jim. He's good at taking the back. That's so great. Oh, he's extremely dangerous. Yeah. Uh, I think that was his 19th win, too, in the UFC. Wow, this is great. Oh, boy. Body triangle. And now he's... Oh, look at that. That's the wrong guy to have on your back like that. He's yeah. got the rear naked choke on him. That that looks dangerous. <laughs> he's got him, Jimmy. Oh, boy, does he have him. Oh, wow. Oh, is that his, his family? Yeah, yeah I actually think that kids. was the first time his kids were at a fight. I think I read. I'm not sure. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Oh, I like that. I like that, Jimmy. Sucks if you lose, though. I hope you prepare them for it. Oh my God, Jimmy. You know, do you prepare the won. kids if it's he their won. first time? People, the other guy might have had, you know, who knows, fucking uh, his uh, Gonzalez might have had his kids there, too. Yeah, well, that's, we actually, when we talked to Alan Joban, I guess uh, last week yeah. or the week before or whatever, that was the first time he was bringing his, uh, I think, his son to the fight, and he ended up losing by split decision, which was... Uh, yeah, decision, yeah. He was annoyed about that, obviously, but... Then he showed yeah. his son how to walk out and handle a loss the right way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. I like Alan Joe Band. He was upset though afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I think he I think so would his kid like lose on the on the on the, on the little league and be like, ah, this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. No, I'm joking. All right, what do we got, guys? Uh we got Greg Hardy and Dimitri oh. Smolyakov. We all had Hardy. Yeah, we all had Hardy by first round knockout. Hardy. We were all correct by that. Yes. Hardy, he looked good. I he mean, slept him. Dimitri he, looked yeah. t- pretty bad. He he came at Hardy to his credit. I mean, obviously. Dimitri. You could say what you wanted about his opponent, but but Hardy did come in looking Absolutely. in much better shape, showed good cardio, showed good yeah. patience. Like he, he was good. But Dean Thomas in his corner. Yeah. Uh Dimitri is uh that uh, yeah. I don't know what he should do. <laughs> I think he should <laughs> Is Danny gonna be give him another fight or no? I think he's gonna give him a no. Well give doesn't he have a contract? Probably give him a pink slip. I don't know. I'm just guessing. But uh, I I don't I can't see that guy coming back. That was that was that was just weird. Yeah. What do you what was the what do you think the problem I think was? Dan, I think I read Dana said that was weird. Yeah. It is weird. Who the fuck? That was like a guy that never got hit before. He's got traps the size of your fucking head, Jimmy. He's big. Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, he must have been rocked. Obviously, he was rocked when he went to the ground. But for a guy with like his kind of grappling background, you'd think he'd be able to grab onto something. But he didn't. I mean, just kind of he, covered up. Yeah. I mean, Greg Hardy hits like a monster though but yeah he might have have really hurt him at one point and we it just didn't register as much let me tell you about in the main event nobody is getting out of that choke that guillotine the way the way he got that i was watching that thing like a hawk and was he moving his legs away is that what he was doing Man, could you put put that back on for me? Yeah. Please? Well, I was. Do you want to see just the end of this, uh, oh. the Greg Hardy fight, or no, you want? No, to... oh, we can. Yeah. Okay. Why? Well, because Jimmy has to say, look at but... the size of Dimitri. He is a giant guy. Yeah. 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 He, he looks like a little boulder walking in there, but dude, but, I mean, he is really fucking big. Like almost, he looks like he's almost too big to but fight. Like, oh, but dude, but dude, he's dude, he... that, that uppercut gets through and it really it rocks him, obviously. But and then he fell down, and he's, he's like, just he's... covering up. He's not trying to do anything. Other than covering up, Hardy did a good job picking his spots here too. I mean, he didn't just like empty the tank on him. He, he found the yeah, right but shots. but shouldn't he be doing something there? I mean, again, Matt, you're a jujitsu guy. <laughs> well, I'm not an well, expert. Well, you but. know, it's called uh, you know uh, distance management here. You gotta fucking you gotta. It's about keeping a guy too close or too far. So you, if you're just covering up 
and you're not doing anything with your lower body to create any space or your upper body to clinch him, then basically you're just a punch and bag waiting for the ref to do what he just did. It's one thing if you have to keep your hands in front of your face in a transition. But if you're just staying there, it's like almost like staying there up against their cage doing that. It's not a good thing. No. And it's not like you could fire back um, effectively off your back. So I want to see that strangle that he got. Do we know what round that was? Was it the second round? it was the first round. Was it? Okay. I'm I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure. Because I remember being like, yo, he survived that early. Yeah. Now, the second round was a lot of him just in the, in the card. Is that the first round? I, I don't know. I'm trying, if the thing won't go away, let me see. Hermanson was great. Is. He was so good on the ground. Even. And he took this on short notice. Yeah. Yeah, he t- I guess th- three we- weeks or so. Maybe April 3rd, I think he took the fight. Okay, so this is the first. Yeah, so this, he must get it here. Because Yoel dropped out, right? Yeah, Yoel got pneumonia, I think. Man, I want to see him get out of that choke. I don't think it was. Oh, the, yeah, oh, yeah, oh it was. It was. Sorry, it was the first round. Yeah. Let me go back on. It's amazing how he did that, man. I want to see that shit. I mean, that's Chris a specialty, too. That, Yeah. I don't know if you rewound it enough, did you? No, no, I did. Well, Chris doesn't want to see it's it. It's coming. I, I, I leave it right there. Leave it, leave it, leave okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Right, so right now he's got a minute. You can put the sound on if you want. Yeah, but... Right, interesting. So, like, he, he knows he can't just... He's trying to get rid of that, and he's, and he's going... What do you do? You turn into this, him? This is not... I'm not even saying this is the right way to get out of it. This is fucking crazy. Like that looks. It looks like he could snap his neck the other way. Look, look, it's weird. But now he yeah. he looked to get position, and Jack Ray wasn't having it. I yeah. love it, man. This was a fun. This was a fun fight. Yeah, it was. That's why I, it must have been close for the fight of the night. This this and the Mike Perry fight, you know. Yeah, I think Mike Perry's was just a little bit more entertaining. A little bit more. But this was fun. All right, that's good enough. But the way he got out of that choke, he's getting nine out of ten guys with that. Yes, you know. Well, once he got Branch, I mean, once you watch him finish a guy who's as great like as David, David Branch. Branch is. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Well, Jock Ray was in trouble there. I know, it's but not that's like what he, I'm just, he just like, got out of that with no problem. But that's what I mean. It's like if he can do that to Branch, then he arguably could do that to anybody. And he was real close on Jock Ray. Now, let me ask you uh, uh, Hermanson, what is his uh, record and what's his age? He's like 27. He's a young guy. Uh, or am I totally an idiot? Is he that young? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I I don't know if he's that young. But I, know, I know Jock Ray's 39. He's, <sighs> he's 30, Jack. Okay. Um, and that I think is his fourth in a row. Yeah, so he's twenty and four. That's his fourth in a row, uh, and he only has two losses in the UFC. Otherwise, he has uh, he's seven and two now. Who did he He lost to uh, Cesar Fajeda. He got submitted an orange triangle choke. Actually, Fajeda's really good on the on the ground, and then he got knocked out by Tiago Santos, which you know anybody can get knocked out by Tiago Santos. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. What time do we have, Trevor? Because uh, we got about ten minutes. Yeah, P. Yes, you do too, Jimmy. Always. Do we want to just say how the how we did here with the uh, the picks, and then you go? I know one? how I did. So I do went you? two for five. You went two for six. Two for six. Four points. Matt, Sarah, three for six. Seven points. Seven points. I must have hit one right on the head. Yeah. You did. You had two. Glover and uh, Greg Hardy. And then Chris the producer went four for six. Eight points for this month. Jim is six for sixteen with twelve points. Me and Matt are tied. Eight for sixteen. I have 17 points. Matt has 15. So there we go. I took a beating this month. Yeah, not your best. So it's wait, really hurt what, is the, what is the points for the month? The points for the month. 12, 15, 17. Chris is winning. You're second. And I'm fucking third. Right. Well, third is, you know, if you don't win, you learn. Type of thing. That's right. <laughs> I've okay. done neither. Jimmy's still in the lead overall, though. So we, of course. I don't want to talk about that. Potty break. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. 
Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up, an epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially closeout buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph in a lot of transition. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to... Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. All right, waiting for Trevor Whitman. What would, what, Chris, what did you want to discuss first? Anything in particular before Trevor? Oh, oh yeah, just real quick. Oh, Paulo Costa. Yeah, the Paulo Costa thing. Yeah. What? Yeah, he didn't cheat, per se. I mean, you know, it was just uh, he was getting stomach medicine through an IV, and you're not allowed to do that. But the medicine you're allowed to take. Yeah, so, well, he, he got two IV, like, uh, the saline drip. Well, I don't know. I don't know how they know. But they did an, an investigation. This was before the Alawale Bamboche fight in November. Uh, excuse me, in June 2017, and then also before the Johnny Hendricks fight in November 2017. I don't know how it came back around, but he's allowed to take the saline solution and the medicine that he took for the nausea or whatever his stomach, but you're not allowed to use an IV. So he got a six-month suspension for that, which is over now. Were they made no contests or no? Uh, No, I don't think they... They don't don't vacate the wins. Okay. No. Yeah, because uh, now what is the anti nausea twice? Is he having an issue with it? Does he have uh, equilibrium problems or well, nerves? No, I think that I think that's what he was talking about. So like that, Costa like said that the reason why he couldn't fight Romero or or why he had a problem with Usada was that he took this Plasil or whatever, which was a nausea medication, which is true. But I think he left out the part where he got two IVs and that's matter with a little Dramamine, huh? A little Dramamine. Why is he taking it before two fights, and why does he want to take it before a third fight? Well. No, I mean the IV is because of the weight. No, no, but I mean, I mean the, the stomach medication. Yeah, I don't know. He might have only done it in one one of those IVs. I'm just saying, like it was. Oh, one instance. I see. You know what I mean? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, he, like he, took he admitted IVs. to that, but didn't say that it was in an IV, which is okay. The problem. So, but the stomach medication is okay. Yeah, but both things that you know, the IV is fine. It's not like it's an illegal thing. You just can't do it before a fight. You know. Um, oh. So anyway, so he got suspended, but that I think that suspension is up. It, it, it finished uh, in on February. It was 10th, like retroactive, so. right? Yeah. No. So anyway, I can't wait. To, is he twelve and all? Am I remembering his record right? I really want to see him fight again. Yeah, he's been out for a little bit of a little bit now. Last time he fought was in New York. Am I correct? Where he beat Uriah Hall. 
Uh, no, well, that was in Vegas, but yes, we were or at Vegas, that fight. Okay. But yeah, uh, I forget where the fucking is, that was. He is twelve and zero. He is. Podcast, yeah. yeah, we had talked about him and Adesanya, but in the time he's been off, Adesanya's really skyrocketed. Yeah. What's he ranked, Costa? I could probably, you know what? Ignore my laziness. I'll look at my own sheet right here. Oh, he's ranked seventh. Yeah. Who do I want to see next? Now, Luke Rockhold is moving up. So uh, Adesanya Whitaker is the next fight. Yep. Um, you know, Jacare is number four. Gastelum number five. Weidman. And Paulo Costa, who does Costa fight next when he comes back? I mean, Weidman would be an amazing fight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Romero's the one that they've been talking about for a long time. They've been trying to put that fight together. Yeah, but he keeps getting know. the first with the orbital bone, and then it's, what did he have last time? An illness? Yeah, I think he has pneumonia. Yoel, I don't know how he's doing now. But then Costa had to pull out because of this whole thing, you know. So it was a. Uh, it's been hard to put that one together, but we'll we'll see what happens. That I'm would be a great Romero. fight. How many times oh, has Romero has Romero had problems with weight more than once? Or was it the only time? Yeah, Romero's had I think two in a row actually. His last two. He's my age, Trevor yeah. Whitman. Is he? Yeah. They talk about Romero. Nineteen seventy-four. Oh, okay. Shit, I'm getting old, Jimmy. So me too. I'm already. I'm older than you by six years. Yeah, but you look good. So do you. Thank you, Jimmy. You yeah, go. you all missed weight for I the last two fights. I set that up just so I get. A I know you did. I shouldn't Jimmy. have said that. I know. She just said, "Well, you know, appreciate it." <laughs> And you're smiling like you didn't want to say it. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy. All right. Listen, I think we should... Uh, I can't wait to see him fight again. Who? Paulo Costa. Me too. I like him. I want to see Uriah Hall fight again. I love Uriah. Where's Uriah Hall? Oh, let's talk. Do we have Trevor on the phone? This is Trevor. Hey, Trevor. You're talking to Matt Sarah and Jim Norton on Unfiltered. How are you? Welcome, guys. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Good, good. Buddy. Hey, Trevor, you were just in Fort Lauderdale. I don't know if you... I was there, and I, I feel yeah. bad because I was going to walk over. I think we made eye contact once, and then I was going to go over. Anything, yeah. And I don't so want to interrupt you, anybody. Right there. What's yeah. that? So I, I see you sitting there, and I uh, <laughs> see you having a good time. And we caught we eye contact a few times, giggling, and having a good time, bro. I was, I was enjoying myself. Yeah, you have such a good... That's such a sweet gig you got there with that analyst work. And I love, I love hearing... You either critique or just add a comment about the corner work. I think that's very, very smart because that's what I'm doing at home all the time. Myself and Longo, Absolutely. we're like, listen to that yep. fucking advice. And I'm only kidding. But how did that come? <laughs> <laughs> how did that come about, Trevor? You know, I get a call from Zach, and he's like, "Hey, uh, I have this idea. Me and Dan were talking about it, and uh, uh, they they said they want to bring in something different just because, uh, like, on Fox." when they used to be on Fox, they wouldn't show the corners. So their ESPN deal was going to be the same thing. So pay-per-views are fine because they're showing what's going on in the corner. Like, let's bring someone in and see if we can, uh, uh, you know, get someone just to talk about what they're saying here and there. And if there's something that's uh, really good or, or might be a little out there, let's have someone talk about it. So they said, let's give it a try. I came out there and I've been kind of swinging from the hip since, you know? Now, yeah, I can tell you're a drama-free guy, and you're a very likable guy, yeah. Trevor. We've been around each other uh, for a while now I'm at the fights and stuff. So I can't see you bringing drama, but this is the thing. Now, doing this, like having the job that you have, it, you're, it's, it's only been a little bit, but have you had anybody in any, any corner come up to you and be like, this is what I meant by that, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm only kidding. But have you had anybody approach you yet and been like, ah, 
you know, they didn't no, like it. No, I have, I have not. I've actually had a lot of corners come up to me and be especially nice to me. So I yeah. think they're trying to, uh, <laughs> yeah, and I feel like there's motive behind it, but no, yeah. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I told, I, I was talking with a crew from the UFC. I was just like, Hey man, the, I feel like the best thing to do is not say, is it good or bad? Let me just, uh, uh, talk about it. And then if there's something that I would do differently, let me say it in that sense. And, uh, I think we were all in agreement, but if there's something that's really, really out there and, uh, you know, the main thing is that I want to just want people to know when I'm critiquing this type of thing, I would not be in the position I'm in right now without making so many mistakes in the corner. I mean, from leaving mouthpieces on my lap throughout a whole round in a world championship fight with Vernal Phillips in boxing. I mean, I remember him looking at me defending in the corner and he's looking at me going, damn, gee. And he's saying that over and over, and I come into the corner, he's got this look on his face, and I'm like, I look at him, and I say, as I go to put the mouthpiece in his mouth, I'm like, it'll never happen again. That's and true. you need to go through times like that, where, like, you, you know, when I stopped Nate's fight uh, in Mexico, that came because I didn't stop a fight in a WBC fight with Manuel Perez that he actually uh, punctured his lung, and we, we didn't make weight because we took it on three days' notice, and uh, we went through so many issues, and I should have stopped that fight. I almost killed, like, allowed a fighter to die. And those types of things are just what you get through experience. So I'm never out there to say someone's doing it right or wrong. I still have to perform every night as, as a coach, and every night is different. You never know what to expect. And you, you can't say that they're making a mistake if you've never been through a situation before. It's more of just like, how would you handle it? What else could you do? And really, that's what I want to talk about is try to educate people through experiences I've been through. So who am I to be out there saying it's right or wrong? I, that, that's that's Anybody thinking that, I think they're out their mind because uh, I'm the first to admit, man, it's all my, my mistakes that I've made is, is, is for the reason why I'm in this position now. I have to perform just like the athlete. Now, what, what have you seen say? You don't have to say who said it, but what would you consider really bad corner advice? Like when a fighter is, uh, like, what would, like things that you've seen that you went like, oof, that's not how I would have handled it. You know what? Uh, it's, it's more of when a fighter, you can tell that they're, they're not in the fight and they're looking for something, and the, and the coach looks at them like, come on, you got to want this shit. They you know, say shit like that. Like, you know damn right this fighter wants to win. But when someone is just a step ahead of them and everything that they're doing, and there's no technique, even if it's the wrong fucking technique, give them something to think about because they're lost. And when you're in a fight, it's not, and Matt, you know this very well, when you're in a fight that's not going your way, it's very hard to think. Like you almost feel like scatterbrained. I always tell people, if you want to learn what fighting is like in a, in a, in a, in a better sense of not getting KO'd, let someone bitch slap you while you're playing chess over and over and see <laughs> how good you can think and what's your next move. And the key to that is like how, how if you can't give them information, it's hard for them to recover themselves when they're when they're out there, you know, getting smashed. And a lot of times I see corners just out there just saying, Hey man, do you want this shit? And it's just like, bro, like like if you're gonna tell them ask them if you want it, give them something inspiration. What do they fight for? Is it for their children? What is it? What's gonna pump them up and shake them out of it? Or you know, sometimes people say, hey, slap in the corner is a bad thing. Sometimes I'm like, there's never a bad thing in the corner, depending on what it does for that athlete, because every athlete is different. And it, that's why it's hard for me to critique the corners, because a right. lot of times there's a connection there that two guys have, and they can almost speak code, and they know what's going on with each other. So there's, there's a lot that I can't speak about, and I won't speak about in the corner just because I don't understand it. No, I, you know, I felt that, I felt that both, I felt that a lot during my fights. Like I'd have Longo or Henzo and 
Longo in particular telling me something like, no, listen, when you have him up against the cage, what about that elbow? What about that? Like mm. certain things where I'm like, where I felt like, because especially between rounds, you're, you're trying to digest what just, as the fighter, you're like, all right, you're trying to digest what just happened. Sometimes you might have had a great round and you're just thinking about the, 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 the knee you took to the face or the, something that happened wrong. Yeah. Meanwhile, you won. The, so it's hard to digest what happened. And that's another thing that I think the corner has to be good at is kind of give you a quick summary, be honest and uh, kind of keep your head in the game. And by giving you some clear cut advice, whether it's hey, man, you're good at that single leg, you have to go for it or fake that single leg, go for the right hand, give them something because if they have nothing and you just say, Hey man, do you want it? I, I understand yeah, what you're saying because you, of course yeah, they want it. Talking shit to them, they're just pissing the fighter off. I've had coaches that when I, when I was fighting, they would piss me off more than I'd, I'd rather exactly. fight him than the dude across from me. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying? Like you're saying I'm fucking. Like I had a coach who told me I, every, I lost every round with this dude, and every time I win the fight, like I still win the fight, but I lost every round. I look at him like, damn, I lost every round. Then it's just like you, you got to be able to connect. You got to yeah. think of like they, the coach. It's like you say about Ray Long. I, I consider him the best because his boxing knowledge is just so fucking good. And again, you could hear the energy in his voice. Sometimes he's super smooth. Sometimes he gets high energy, but you're hardly ever going to hear the high energy come out unless it's needed. You are a co-pilot to the guy who's driving the car. You are in the car. You've got to think that there's danger here yeah. and you've got to be able to help him out. If a fighter, if a coach ain't willing to put himself out in the line and take full credit when an athlete loses, then you're not taking the fucking dangers with this fighter. Yes, there's head, head trauma and shit like that that the fighter's taking, but it's the credibility that the coach needs to take, and when the fighter fucking wins, they step back and don't take no credibility. That's what I love about high-level coaches, and Ray Longo speaks that. Not true. Um, he's, he's so fucking intelligent. Tell him I said what's up because he's the coolest motherfucker I've ever been. I sure will. Hey, buddy, there was a lot of uh, a criticism of, I think it was Raquel Pennington's, coaches after I think you know after round four where she said hey look I don't want to and the coach like you could do it now is that something you think was fair criticism or is that one of those codes that it could be where a fighter and a coach kind of know how each other communicates and he understood you think that was unfair of people to criticize her coaches for that uh you know it's 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 hard to say Uh, again I'm not in there with her I you know a lot of times Fighters like him will say that every time they're in the fight, like, fuck, I'm out of shape, I'm this, or you just be negative. I had one guy who was just negative every time I come back to court, I had to tell him one time, act like a fucking professional. But if they're broke and they're just not winning the fight, I think the best time to look at stopping a fight is someone who's earlier in their career and they're not at their last couple battles. If it's the last couple battles, it might be a little little different, but hey, this is your last chance for a world championship fight. Right. I don't know if that was, it was I think it was a championship fight. I, believe, yes. I remember it being a five-rounder. Yeah. That's a little different. You know, there's a lot of things that go into play with that. Plus, they were new coaches to her with one or two fights, I, I remember. And a lot of times, the coach is like, fuck, I don't want to get fucking fired right away. But I always say, man, think about the fighter as your children. And would you allow your fighter to go back in there for that? And one of the most important things to remember when you're thinking about stopping a fight for an athlete is, is this fight going to do more damage to him mentally? And that's the hard part for a fighter. If they're getting their ass kicked and they just feel like they don't belong in there, a tough fucking battle will take the steam out out of a fighter. And if you have a fucking war where you're just not in there and you're getting your fucking ass kicked and you hurt for fucking six weeks after, sometimes it's best to say, hey, man, I'm going to pull the plug on this and I'll fucking take charge and, and... and stop this fight. So that way you can go out there and be confident in your next fight. And you can make the excuse for the fighter, whatever it is, come up with some fucking shit. 
but take their back on that and don't allow them to just go out there, get smashed, get fucking humiliated in front of everybody, uh, and, and be able to jump in. But again, that's every, every scenario, every, every fight is different. And it's really just up to the coach to, to care about the athlete and make sure that they can, they can make money in this sport. And sometimes pulling out of a fight will make them more money in the long run because they're, they're new in the game. And, and they just need another lesson, more time, and, and better fights in front of them for two or three more fights and then another tough fight. But, I mean, that's just the, that's just the correct guidance. But every situation is different, so I can't really comment on sure. the Cal Pennington. And, and, and you, if and I you, was there live, it would probably be different. I'd probably be commenting sure. if I was there live because I'm feeling the energy. And can you talk about the, uh, the, the mental state of Justin Gaethje? Because he comes in, he was undefeated. I mean, so highly touted. And then he goes through a, a loss, and he handled it really well. Like, a lot of guys, their first loss, it seems to throw them off a little bit. What was his mentality like after that first loss? Because he, even in a loss, he's still, you know, everybody loves watching him fight. So how, how was his mindset after that first loss? So his, his mindset was just really a purpose change. Uh, he really, you know, his mindset, I, my favorite part about coaching is the mental part of it. And I really got into it just because I felt like that was one of the, the most important parts in combat sports because of the injuries. And you have to be able to cater to someone and, and make them believe that they can still win a fight coming off of injuries going into fights because many fighters, as Matt knows, goes into fights injured. So you're like going in there, you know, and you don't got all your tools and here you are ranked at a certain level. Gaethje is a different fucking dude. This guy's got a mindset that honestly... I really feel like he could not go on in life without having fighting. That he fucking loves the fight. He loves it. He loves every part about it. He'll be back in the back room, in the locker room with people, and he's like, dude, I fucking love this shit. And everybody's like, dude, you're fucking making that shit up. Like, I, I thought for so long he's fucking making, just talking that shit that, no, oh, I ain't scared, I ain't this. He has a blast. And in the fight with Eddie Alvarez, he got comfortable. He got relaxed. Like he's killing him with the uppercut. Eddie had fall, uh, tried to pull guard in that fight in that round, and it was all because he got relaxed. He didn't see a knee, and not to take anything away from Eddie, that knee up the middle was perfectly yeah. timed, awesome place. He threw two body shots, two hooks first to open up the elbows. I mean, the technical parts behind that, but JT is just so fucking relaxed. So after that fight, it wasn't like he really wanted to change that. We always talk about it, and he's a great defensive fighter. He's just a guy that just likes to fucking be in the heat of the storm. He likes to see people's faces looking at him when he's taking them under his water. In the second fight, <laughs> when he had when he had Dustin, and he's like, he's the same shit. He comes out to the corner. First thing he says, he goes, you don't fucking hit hard at all. And I look at him, and I start laughing. I'm like, dude, look at me. <laughs> and then he comes back again. He's like, he's having a fucking blast. He said something in the corner that I think it's somewhere. It, it came up, and I was like, He's like, I'm having a fucking blast. And I'm like, would you fucking continue to go to his body? Like, you're going to break <laughs> go to the body, go to the body. And he goes out there and uh, actually, after what I asked for, go to the fucking low kick, you know, to the body, chop him down. He gets countered because, uh, uh, again, he was relaxed after he threw the low kick. And I think for him, he was like, Coach, I was thinking about kicking hard. I was thinking about rebasing. And I told him, sometimes when you're that tired, your body's going to do stuff that's subconsciously just keeping you going through a fight. And Justin can fight that way, but again, he doesn't hit as hard as he does when he's on that full gas pedal because he's running red line. If he fights in spots, it's fatigue. So he really focused on fighting in spots, still being explosive, still having his, his, his pressure that he has where he stays on people. But uh, knowing that if you're going five rounds, know that you're gonna you're gonna have to fight in spots and uh, still be the same guy you're gonna be more accurate because he's so freaking accurate he hits so damn hard and he loves the fight it's just taking the fight out of him a little bit yeah. and making sure that he's staying conscious and talking to himself too to get him 
if again I'm not I'm the co-pilot, make sure you're not hitting red line the whole fight. Well, did you do anything differently um, recently? Because I mean, he's back on track. I yeah, mean, just pulled him it, back, pulled pull him back, pulled him back, and made him uh, fight in spots. And uh, he's actually more conscious about his balance in his, in his uh, shoulders too. He's not leaning forward. He's got yeah. more balanced level shoulders, which is making him more rangy, which is better because again, he he does it in the gym, but when he gets into the fight, he just like he just would go chaotic, which. Again, it's, here I am as a coach, always trying to pull him back. And I'm a fan, too, because I'm just like, <laughs> dude, he's so fun to watch. And yeah. he's having so much fun, so I'm having fun. I mean, dude, he's just, he's just a unique guy. He's been just a pleasure to work with. And when he loses, it's not like he's back in the back like Nixon. He's like, dude, do you think the fans like to fight? And I'm like, dude, you're fucking awesome. Like, well, he, such, he cares so much about fight fans and knowing that, if you're on a main event, which he's been on a main event every time he fought in the UFC, he's got to close the show. And he cares more about getting, people getting their money's worth. And I feel that's why he makes a shitload of money in the UFC because he tells Dave every time he sees him, I'm going to close the show for you, I promise. How do you think he matches up? <clears throat> excuse me. How do you think he um, matches up with the, uh, the champ? How do you think he matches up with Khabib? I think it is a great matchup for us. I think it's a, it's a fight that, his wrestling is so damn good that no one freaking knows about it. It's almost like a hidden weapon. And he's he wrestles all the time. He's still still with his coach from college, and uh, he's he's got a very fun style of wrestling to watch. Too lots of slams, things like that. He just doesn't like to do it because of the conditioning part. And he likes to knock people out. Yeah. He's gonna know when he fights Khabib. It's gonna you're gonna get tired, and you're gonna you're gonna really have to face adversity uh, just because Khabib's uh, wrestling is just that that high level. But JG throws just everything with as, as much attitude as he can and the one thing that he's really good in wrestling is scrambling where he's not going to play hey I'm going to wrestle you back I'm going to scramble and then hit you every time that I'm creating scrambles yeah. well, that's going to create hesitation well that's the biggest thing uh, Trevor because you know I mean styles make fights and, I, and I've, oh, I've said this before on here I mean nobody I mean from what I see nobody's held down Justin Gaethje who's held him down ever has he ever been no, held down on his back Ever? There was one time when he when he was fighting for Mino. No, he wasn't held down. He took a break. Like he was like laying with his yeah. with his elbow on the canvas and he put his head down. Like yeah. I got so mad at him. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing, bro? Like that looks so bad for the judge." He's like, "Coach, let me take a break." Yeah, that's actually funny. an awesome fucking dude. Yeah, that's, that's funny. Yeah, that's he's great. His shit. <laughs> I, that is so he's so likable. Who does he it, fight next? Does he have anybody lined up? No, no, no one yet. Well, I mean, I no just think it'd be, I mean, it'd be, he's, I'll tell you, they got to give him somebody up there because not taking out James Vick and Edson Barboza back to back the way he did yep. in devastating mm -hmm. fashion. I just can't wait to see what's next. Who wouldn't want to see Connor Gaethje? Because I acquaint this fighting oh, cowboy. No, Who would not want to see yeah. Connor against Justin Gaethje? Yeah, that would be great. Uh -huh. I would, I would like to see that one also. Uh, the one thing. Uh, that I just don't like about that fight is just uh, you know again it builds it builds fighters and it builds the recognition that's always a great thing but again it's just the the, the chaotic just just shit talk and just the, the shit that it'll make Gaethje do that Gaethje like you said man he's a likable dude and yeah. he doesn't like to talk shit he's just not him he's like anybody meets him he's a class actor he he wants to represent his family and his parents and and. When you when you've got someone like like McGregor, it's going to make you come out and you know swear and stuff that he doesn't want to do in front of his parents and just things that, that just it would make me uncomfortable. Him coming out of outside of himself, outside of the fight, I would love. But again, when you have that trash talk and not to take anything away from Connor because he does it the best, and I I'm entertained by it all the time. His accent's awesome. His 
His, his laugh is awesome. He, he sells the fights. But again, just for uh, uh, his purpose, what he's going for in this thing is, is again, he's out there to, to face the best, uh, put on great fights, and uh, do his talking with his hands. And uh, how do you? How's Rose doing? We love Rose, and she's fighting Andrade uh, at two thirty-seven on May eleventh in Brazil. Uh, and how is Rose's training? And and how is her uh, her mind? Everything is awesome. We're uh, uh, we're ready to leave next Monday. Training camp has been great. Barn's been great. And everything just been spectacular for this training camp. And uh, I'm really excited to face uh, Jessica. Jessica's such a good opponent. She deserves uh, the the title shot, and uh, man, she is a wrecking ball. She is so good at what she does, and she is so damn strong. So it's going to uh, make us face some adversity, and I'm looking forward to uh, Rose going out there and facing the fears. And didn't Rose didn't didn't sorry didn't Joanna uh, say uh, chalk it up to a bad weight cut? Uh, I'm guessing it was the second fight that went the distance, or did she say she won that no, fight? No, it was the first first, first one, one. Was the weight cut. Second one, she said that she won the fight. So. It is what it is. She's a she's a tough girl. It's a good. She's got a winning spirit, and it's hard to lose. And uh, she trained really hard for that second fight, and uh, she felt she won. That just means that she's got a strong mindset because when you're in there in a fight like that, and you're still feeling your your winning rounds, I mean that's a strong minded girl, especially for a female. That's just that. It's, I'm always impressed by her toughness. Sure. Like she's been in some tough, tough fights, and uh, and she goes the distance, and she just she's sharp all the time. I mean, even in the Valentine fight, like that was just such a good fight oh, yeah. to watch. So high level, so technical. And uh, being able to watch females at that, at that level with that much technique is just so cool to watch. Because in the boxing world, where I come from, it's just, there was never really female boxers that were like, wow, when you see them. And there's so many girls in MMA that are just so technical. So cool to watch. And now, how much time do you spend? One of my favorite people is Pat Barry, because he's really crazy. How much time do you spend with Pat Barry? Yeah, I spend a lot of time with him. And, uh, you know, he, he used to drink a lot. And uh, <laughs> Oh, no. He, he was, he, he, well, that's what, made, that's what made him super, super crazy. He's still got his, his uh, uh, high-level energy. But he, it's, it's working with him, he is so damn freaking intelligent. And, you know, he's, he's a guy that does uh, everything at full bore. And uh, now that he stopped drinking... It is like he is, he, when he's making conversation, it's not from one subject to the next subject to the next subject. Like when he is talking techniques and, and strategies, it's like it makes fucking the utmost sense in the world. And before, be, I think he was saying the right thing. It was just bouncing from one thing to the other. And, uh, man, I'm, a, I'm really enjoying the time. Since he stopped drinking, I could not believe how much he has elevate, uh, elevated his uh, uh, coaching ability. And I sit back and all, all the time, what he's done with J.J., I mean, J.J. Aldridge, that girl has gotten so much better in three fights. Like, her technique and just her pressure in her last fight, I know she lost it, but I was there live to watch it. She's never been a pressure fighter, and she was cracking Macy Barber. I was just so impressed. And, yeah, he's doing really good with his efforts. So impressive. Being able to corner with Rose, with with that is great. Here's the important question. What does a person do uh, when there is a drunk Pat Barry? How does one control a drunk Pat Barry? (laughs) You don't. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you don't. You just kind of laugh, and then you tell me go into the bathroom, and then you go to bed. Okay, <laughs> man, I thought he was wrecking. Like he's a, he was entertaining. Like your job would hurt the next day because he's like it's not a. It wasn't like a bad thing. Like sure. it's so funny. Like it's so entertaining. So fun, but it's so much. And uh, uh, again, he has changed so much. Like he's just on point. And to be working with athletes, that's the one thing you have to be on point all the time. 
Um, you've got to be there for them at any moment. Um, that's just, I just think that the, the athlete it deserves that. You know, and it, when you're at the events, you, I don't feel the coach should be out there getting trashed and waking up with hangovers and, and things like that. And uh, not to say that he was, but again, it'll start catching up to you and the athletes feel it. Like I'm out here cutting weight and you guys are out there having fun. I've always looked at it from that way. So it's like, hey, man, we're here to do a job. And man, seeing him like that, I'm like checking myself for shit. I'm like, hey, am I even too much to? <laughs> but that's how much he's changed and, got, and, and has really just impressed me in every area. And I've really, really, really enjoyed a coach for them now. Well, thank you for talking to us, Trevor. And, uh, and please tell Pat and Rose we said hello. We like both of those guys so much. And, uh, hey, please do my best. They're the best couple ever. <laughs> All, right. All right, Trevor, man. Thanks, dude. Appreciate Thank it. Guys. All right, thanks a lot. Trevor yeah, Whitman, no appreciate doubt. it. Take care. Right, take care. Bye. Yeah, he's doing a great job. He man. really is, man. He coaches some fun. great people. I like that. Did I kiss his ass enough in case I'm on the... the that's fair. ...working that corner? That's very fair. I'm working a corner t- uh, two times this weekend coming up. Oh, that's good thinking. That's right. You know, I, I have to kiss his ass a little bit. Against his fighters? I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> He might be analyzing that shit. Who you got? Oh, you got more, I see, yes. Marab and Raging Al this weekend, right? Yeah. Oh, I've been around. Weekend, that's right. Yeah, man. I'm so excited. Yeah, that's so a excited. great fight. And I'll, I'm leaving Thursday, so I'll be here for both shows. Oh, great. Okay. What else we got, gentlemen? I think that's it. We covered everything. Yeah, we covered yeah. everything. I enjoyed Roxanne a lot, Trevor a lot. Thanks to both of them. First time on the show for both of them, which was great. Yeah. Roxanne hasn't been on the show? I don't think. I thought she was, but then... Uh, I, 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 I must just speak so, out no. with her when I see her, I guess. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Well, listen, you know, you don't gotta you don't gotta leave, but you can't stay here. Wait, does that make sense? It does. What is, what you don't have say? to go home, but you can't stay here. Oh, okay. So you we don't gotta leave. leave, but you can't stay here. That, that makes make, no sense. That makes no sense. Zero sense, actually. You, <laughs> on a one to ten, that's a zero <laughs> sense. <laughs> let's edit that out. No, let, no let's keep good. it All so right. people can see the humanity. Well, I'm trying to... It makes so it makes no sense to say you can't you don't have to leave but you can't stay here. It makes absolutely no sense. I've heard I've never heard of anything that made less sense <laughs> Jimmy, in fifty years. It's true, Jimmy. It makes zero sense. Well, welcome back, man. I, I know, I know, I know. And I was doing so well until I said that horrible saying that makes no sense. Jimmy, right? Not listen, well you, you don't gotta go home, <laughs> and neither do I. But we can't stay here. That's no, what I meant to say. All right, listen. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you to Roxanne and to Trevor. And uh, look, me? always thank you. See you a couple days. See you Thursday. Awesome. I'll see you then, pal. All right. Now, remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, radio.com slash UFC Unfiltered, or wherever you get your shows. Not my business. Whether you're shopping for grads, getting an early gift for dad, or just looking for a little something new or used for your shelf, you'll find it at HPB. And you'll get almost everything for an extra 20% off during the big sale at Half Price Books this Memorial Day weekend. Saturday, May 25th through Monday, May 27th. Save big in-store at your local Half Price Books and at HPB.com. Offer cannot be combined with other coupons. Exclusions apply. To learn more, visit HPB.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.